You are listening to Late Arrivals, the Anaheim Ducks podcast on the Inside the Rink Network of Podcasts. Now, here are your hosts. Hello and welcome everybody to episode 55 of Late Arrivals. Got the four of us back this week. Connor is back. Hi, I'm back from Wyoming. Back from fighting bears in Wyoming. Fighting bears, slaying fish. It's how you get stronger physically, mm-hmm. mentally. It's very important. Brave men. Braving actual seasons. <laughs> wow. It's great. Yeah, it was it's been nice being around the water all week. We've gone we went to San Diego yesterday. We're in Long Beach today. It's been nice, nice cool weather. Must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> still hot it's still hot here but well still going bike riding i did yesterday I'm, I'm going tomorrow as well i got that's why i gotta go like super early in the morning because it's like i can maybe make it when it's like 92 and it feels good outside it's disgusting when i have to say it feels good at 92 you know how disgusting that is <laughs> ridiculous that's hot as hell anywhere else so we we have a funny story from the aquarium today. Mm. So we got there early because we went to Aquarium of the Pacific and got there right as they opened and we literally saw everything we wanted to see like within the first hour. Mm-hmm. And then just it got swarmed by like field trips full of small children, which I mean, it's, it, it's an aquarium. So <laughs> like it's as to be expected, but we're like getting ready to leave and we're on like the second level and one of the staff, members like walks by and was talking about the fire truck parked outside mm-hmm. and we're like huh that's weird and they start coming up the stairs with the gurney and then they have this kid on a gurney with a bandage around his head oh okay <laughs> and we're like what the fuck like what did we just stumble into and they're like pushing him past us to get to the elevator and the kid's like is this really bad <laughs> as it's like heads bleeding sick <laughs> Like whoever the chaperone for this trip is is uh getting a a real talking to when they get back to the school. <laughs> a real talking to. But at that point, we're just like, you know what? Might be time to leave. There's children yeah. getting hurt. Yeah, there's just good, yeah roaming packs of kindergartners everywhere. It's a good time. Sea creatures, bloody kid. Got to yeah. see the, the seal show. The seal. Oh, there you go. Kind Is that of, a blast? Kind of anticlimactic because they were oh, just okay. talking about the seals. They fed them and then they left. And it was like oh, a, oh. it was like a 10-minute thing. We're like, oh, oh. like I thought this was gonna actually be like a full on. Got to see a bunch of Sammy the Seals. Yeah. They had one that's uh older than me. He was born in 96. Oh. It's like, oh, that's cool. Neat. They walked around the aquarium high for most of the morning. It was incredible. Just two of the two of us just zoned out, just staring at the yeah. jellyfish just in the enclosure, just like, oh shit, man, that's cool. <laughs> the big lava lamp. Seals <sighs> or sea lions. They were both. both. Yeah. They had harbor seals and they had the sea lions. And the sea lions, I think, were the older of the bunch. I think one's name was like Carter or something. He was Carter. he was pretty big. He is a big boy. Yeah, they're usually pretty big. Harbor seal, that's where it's at. That's what Sammy is. 
Yeah, they were talking about how they just like they bounce up on the shore and this little fat one was just kind of hopping around. Just like that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good times to be had though. Glad you had know. a good time. Don't know if uh we'll spend the $45 to get in again too soon, but it's definitely it was definitely fun. It's all that matters. Yeah. I mean, we're just trying to fill time in this vacation, just do a bunch of stuff we wouldn't normally do. And hey, it's worked out so far. Yeah. Good for you. You know? <laughs> you know? Okay. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no. Well, before we got into talking about any duck stuff and before any of our usual shenanigans Whoops. have or, or had, um, yeah, we, we did have some some really sad news come out of kind of our our fan base, our realm, I guess you could say. You know, uh, Nick Cardile has passed away in a motorcycle accident earlier this week. And, you know, it's he was a little before my time of being a fan. You know, he was drafted a little before, so I don't have a lot of the emotional attachment that a lot of, you know, I wouldn't say I was surprised, but you know, a lot mm-hmm. of the, the people that have, been in kind of the Twitter circle of Ducks Twitter for the longest time, you know, had nothing but, you know, good things to say about him and just the emotions seeing people, you know, sad about him passing away, you know, really, really hits hard regardless of, you know, if you have connections to him, knowing who he was. Um, so, you know, we want to wish our condolences to his family because 29 is just too 29. young. Yeah, that's you know? terrible. Um, you know, it was, it was cool to see that, I mean, cause it happened. So I wouldn't say like so early in the day, but just kind of dropped out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but like a lot of the outpouring of, you know, people sending well wishes to his family and stuff was, was cool to see just because it is just so just in a flash, just like, yep. excuse me. He was a, he was a realtor, I think, right. In Nashville. Yeah, that's what that's what his life after hockey's been. Yeah, that's that's just I was I was pretty shocked when I saw that. I'm still pretty shocked that it all just how fast that happened. But yeah, it was really sad. He's he was what the first duck to play like drafted and all that from Orange County. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was a he was a pretty big deal for the I think Irvine. Irvine? I think so. Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, it's terrible. Uh, Again, you know, uh. We don't expect the Cardiles family to be listening to our little podcast, but this somehow does get to you guys. You know, we're thinking of you and you know, again, it's, it's, it's really shitty to, to lose someone so young. So mm-hmm. yeah. with that, we can get into our, our normal shenanigans. I just wanted to get that early and f- not forget it because we have a habit of doing that sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but we are in the swing of training camp um we won't bore everybody too much with more of the same Ozegris and Drysdale still aren't here but we have some actual hockey that's been played um you know the Ducks are 3-0 in preseason so far which they've Ooh. also played some split squad against Raise the Sharks banner. back and forth that <laughs> have had not many regulars in the lineup so yeah not the best litmus test but um I tweeted about it a couple times. It's it's a night and day difference out there. Like 
actually watching decent hockey for the first time in a couple of years, regardless of it's preseason or not, is just so refreshing. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's still early. Um, <laughs> we, we can't exactly be planning the parade just yet, but you sure? I mean, we can, but then we'll look like jackasses, but <laughs> you know, it's, it's great seeing that this early on, there seems to already be some buy-in to Cronin systems and stuff. And it just looks like everybody's doing their job out there and there wasn't, or there hasn't been a lot of that in the last couple of years. So, yeah, they yeah, just it's... look super energized out there, man. Like. I know like it's the first couple games back to and you're like in camp and people are fighting for jobs and some people are on a PTO and they're trying to make an impact and all that, but they just seem, it just seems different at least right now. Um, I don't know. They're just energized. It, it was, it's exciting. I've, I've been able to watch all three preseason games so far and every game they just seem, they just seem fun. I don't know. They're the, it's actually like a fun team and it's weird because they're all, you know, the lines are just a mess. It's all different people, people that we're not going to see in the regular season. So, but it's still, it's been fun. It's been fun to watch. At a second line last night of Brock McGinn, Adam Henrique, and Zach Cassian. So, <laughs> you know, not, uh, not exactly the opening night roster, you know, lineup look just yeah. yet, but. They spelled yeah. Zach Cassian's name wrong on the thing where it shows who's on the ice. They spelled it with a C. Like with they didn't seat? change it the entire game. Oh, nice. <laughs> a C, huh? That's yeah. kind of ugly. I will say it was kind of uh kind of funny on the, the stream last night. Uh the the goals announcer. I, I keep blanking on his name. Bill and, Aaron, asked, and his Bill? Bill? No. Aaron Cooney. Oh, Aaron Cooney, yeah. Oh. Aaron Cooney. Yeah. He Aaron. asked he asked Edom. What what kind of impact does a guy like Cassian make on the lineup? And I will give Emerson all the props because he definitely spun. Oh well, you need veteran presence to insulate the lineup a little bit. Go out there and you know forecheck heart. And I was just sitting back like, you know, it's bad when the only thing you can say is, yeah, he just kind of skates out there. <laughs> <laughs> but again, you know, hey it's their job like he's got to say something but i was i was sitting back because i was watching it while, while playing you know my xbox and i was just like you know good on you emerson <laughs> you can't just outright say yeah he's there he's a guy and, yeah and speaking of edom what do you guys think of of him so far as a color commentator on the he's going to be on the radio side obviously but i think i think he's been good mm -hmm. uh, you know he definitely has a lot of potential i think and you know, kind of brings like uh, certainly a fresh, young, I mean, directly informed perspective. I mean, he was an NHLer, so, you know, it's yeah. just having some old dude up there, you know, talking about nothing. But, um, you know, you can definitely tell that he's going through the growing pains. Like you can, like I was listening last night um, out of the duck stream feed on my way home from night class. Um, I caught I caught the end of the second and most of the third. Um, yeah, you can, you can kind of tell right now that he's never been on the radio before like mm -hmm. he is i don't know if it's nerves i don't know if it's um you know still getting adjusted i mean i mean i'm sure it's a combination of a lot of things i'm not trying to yeah. shit on him but like you know he's, he's like just kind of saying a lot of the same things but i mean i mean he'll 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 settle in i mean i think i think he's great on the podcast i think he 
I think he um I think he brings a lot of good energy in them. I'm excited to see him grow. I think I think I think he'll do really well once he's once he's settled in. Yeah, I, 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 I do I've like seen... his little interjections about the the penalty kill stuff with like the oh, holy yeah. guacamole and like the brewery <laughs> X stuff because he's yeah. just like, yeah, I'm wearing the polo right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, I I've liked it so far. I. I, I like that he kind of got thrown into it pretty quick, though. You know, like he, he all of a sudden he had a podcast and he's on the radio like it was instant. I mean, this guy was a player and then like a coach. He was coaching the shredders. So it's like kind of got thrown into all of it pretty quick. But I'm excited. To, I mean, I, I saw some people talking about do you think that he makes the jump to TV at some point? And I mean, I see how this season goes and, and beyond and all that. But I mean, I wouldn't hate it. I mean, we need something fresh on, on the TV side of things at some point. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it goes as far as replacing Allers or Hayward right away. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel like they're kind of going to be there until someone else opens up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't hate it. Uh, like Connor said, you know, he's obviously kind of growing through the growing pains and, adjusting to being in in this kind of role but he's entertaining you know yeah. he's very engaged he like connor also said you know he he's an NA, a former nhler so he has a different perspective than someone that's been covering the game for a long time but never played it at that level so like you're at least getting insights and kind of the the thinking from someone that understands what's happening um but you can tell that he's still seeing it from the player side and not being able to exactly i wouldn't say uh explain like what's going on you know to dumb it down a little bit but you know obviously he he was kind of thrown into this very fast so (laughs) don't expect him to get it you know right off right off the bat but yeah exactly it's Mm -hmm. fresh it's new you know that's kind of i kind of feel like that's the story of the year is it's just a clean slate for a lot of things there's going to be some growing pains, but you know, it's all going to all going to work out eventually. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we had the TV schedule get announced today. Uh, Finally. Valleys ba- exist still. Still Valleys, yeah. There's so, still one. Fortunately. Games will be on Valley SoCal, and then you obviously have your Hulu and ESPN Plus games. Um, don't feel like we need to go through the whole the whole no. schedule. No. Um, but hey, at least they finally put it's it there. out because yep, we're getting to there. that point where there was nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they have all of, I think you said, you said just two that aren't going to be on Valley, which is the TNT game. And then the ESPN plus Hulu game. I think there's some K cop in there, but yeah, it's, you know, it's out, it's out. And it's, it's, I know people were, were worried about it. Um, so yeah, there it is. Enjoy it. Yep. We'll see. I, I'm, I'm shocked that, Valley is still still kicking. Um, I haven't even heard the Coyotes TV schedule yet, so I don't even know what's going on there. And who knows? I wonder if with it being Valley SoCal, if it's just gonna kind of be like co-branded, just one one night Kings, <laughs> one night Ducks. Yeah. It'll be a little interesting though to see if they play on the same night, but they mm-hmm. have like a different Valley SoCal for the two. I, that's gonna be a little interesting to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wanted to pose a question to you guys after last night's game. Are are the big bad ducks finally back? <laughs> we had Gudis losing his mind. 
uh, laying a beautiful hip check too. Um, that was that was a pretty nice hit. Yeah. But uh, he kind of lost his nut. I mean, he got tossed at the end of the game <laughs> after Kalorn. Uh, whether you feel it's dirty or not, hit Philip Zadina. Um, kind of feel like with how they're playing, and once you start adding some of the regulars in the lineup, are are we going to be the assholes of a uh, yesteryear again, or we I think sure those so. are some big shoes to fill at this moment in time? I mean, I love I love being the enemy. I love I love being the assholes. Um, you know, I, time. I love I love I I have no issues with what Gudis or Kalorn did yesterday. You know, Gudis sticking up for Dostal after getting run. Um, you know, like Jake said, laid a beautiful hip check before that. Um, you know, sticking up for the young guys. And then I mean, I I I don't really give a fuck about what Alex Kalorn did. You know, don't elbow dudes. Don't yeah. elbow my guys. Like I I don't care. Like there's gonna be repercussions. Yeah, and when I first saw the hit, I thought I it was issues with it. Yeah, I, when I first saw it, I thought it was, I thought it was worse than when I saw it, like the replay. You know, like when I saw the replay, not, not it took forever. I didn't see it until like earlier today, and uh, it really didn't look that. It didn't look that bad. Um, I know a lot of sharks. I mean, of course, if you're a sharks fan, you're not gonna like it. You're gonna overreact to it. That's fine. It's it would be the same if it was flipped. I and mean, you know, Ducks fans wouldn't like it and all that stuff. But just looking at it and trying to take off my duck's hat, you know, it, it didn't seem, it didn't seem that bad. I mean, we, we had a, we had another one that happened last night, but we'll, we'll save that for a little bit later <laughs> because I have some thoughts on, on that. Okay. I mean, I will say There's, that Gudis, oh, Gudis made me, first. yeah. Gudis made me a fan last night. Yeah. You little like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a stern finger point. That was powerful. I love it. A little more sandpaper in this team is a good thing. I'm all I'm all for it. All for it. And that pairing of Gudis and Zellweger was was very fun to watch too. Yeah. Even though they had some moments where it was just like, Olin, what are you doing? He's not back there. <laughs> just like no yeah, one is man. at the point. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> I mean, I mean, really, really like what I'm seeing so far from both Zellweger and Minchukov. Uh, oh yeah season um you know really like what i'm seeing from jackson uh, i almost said jackson Leno, jackson lacombe uh <laughs> as well um yeah man it's exciting you know i i i'm i still would probably bet against um one of zellweger or minchikov making the opening night roster but um you know i i i i would be happy to be proven wrong and be happy to to you know eat a little bit of crow there if they if they continue to kill it in camp and and deservedly earn a spot. You know, if they if they show out the rest of preseason and the rest of these preseason games and they earn it, they they absolutely should be on the opening night roster. But you know, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if they start in San Diego. But mm-hmm. I think I, they, I think my prediction is that at least one of them um, is up and stays with the team before before January first. And when Owen you're did play in the back to back. Yeah, he did. They're, I wasn't they're, expecting they're that. Him, they're running him through the gauntlet. Yeah. He eats enough calories to, you know, yeah. he's fine. He's not going to be tired. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I mean, I think, I mean, I mean, I think Leo, we can, we can pencil in to at least be on the opening night roster right now. I think, I think that's, yeah. a, I think that's a pretty comfortable prediction we can make. You know, I mean, I mean, what, what happens after his first nine games, we don't know yet. That's a little bit more uncertain, but um, yeah, you know, Leo's look good. I know, I know, I know yet. I know last night wasn't his best showing, but I know we'll get into Cronin's comments probably right now, but I mean, the, team as a whole didn't look great last night 
at all. It was just kind of a sloppy game that, yeah. you know, they just ended up finding a way to win. But, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, Leo's looked really great that first preseason, that first preseason game. I mean, he was, he was one of, if not the best players on the ice and, you know, he's, he's just continuing to show what he is as a player and he's continued to, he's, uh, he's continued to let his skill set flourish and show why he's such a good hockey player. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, I, I can't, I don't know if you guys touched, I know I was gone the last two episodes, but um, you know, I'll just, I'll just say it again. I mean, even, from the short time between the draft and now, so what, three months, three and a half months, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe not even that, like he's, he's already made great improvements to his skating. Stride mm-hmm. looks better. His first three steps was something that he even said after the draft was something that he wanted to work on this off season. And um, you know, that, that, <laughs> that was shown especially in the rookie tournament um, which started right before this that that was actually something that he's worked on because it's looked a whole lot better mm-hmm. he looks fine out there his, I mean is he going to be a uh, Kale McCarr Nathan McKinnon Connor McDavid no but he doesn't need to be he has so he has such a, a, a an, an elite toolkit and and such an elite cerebral processing of the game that he 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 really just needs to be okay at skating or Mm -hmm. league average if you want to call it that and he'll be just fine yeah that's all he needs if he makes other more strides to skating great he's an even bigger weapon than we already knew he was going to be so um yeah really really liking what we've seen with leo you know he he actually is working on the things that he said he's going to work on and and you know I, i mean i really think the sky's the limit kid i mean you know i I know we talked back in the lead up to the draft. Everybody here listening knows that I was a huge Leo guy from, from the beginning, before we even drafted him, from in the middle mm-hmm. of last season when I was doing my, you know, when I was doing my prospect research and really kind of looking at who we like. So, I mean, I, I don't need to be sold on the kid. I don't need to be convinced. But, um, you know, I think, I like, I've, I'm already having a couple of people come to me that were like, hey, you know, I, I, I kind of see what you mean, or, Hey, like, I'm kind of starting to change my opinion on Leo. Like this kid's really fucking good. And I'm just like, you know, yeah, man, I tried to tell you. Mm-hmm. you LAP man. We know puck and Connor's getting stopped on the streets now, especially in Wyoming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely got stopped by Jackson hole, Wyoming. Right? Yeah. About, about Leo Carlson. That's <laughs> what happened. Do we, uh, do we want to get into uh, the couple uh, comments Cronin made last night. Yeah, let's get into them. Cool. I mean, to to go back to Zellweger, I mean, the fact that you're getting as much praise and catching as much attention as you are is definitely a good sign, I'd say, for him. Um, I just like in general that Cronin's, I mean, I kind of I feel like we didn't really get much of a taste of kind of that like dry – sense of humor or that just dry way of going about interviews until mm-hmm. we actually have heard them. Yeah. Um, I, I really love the honesty, you know, he talked about how it was not a good game last night, but they, they, they goalied the sharks, yeah. you know, Dostal only gave up two. you know, they played like shit, but they found a way to win and, you know, you'll take wins like that, you know, wins a win. Um, but the fact that he's openly saying that, you know, kids like Zellweger, Minchikov, you know, they're, they're making an impression on him. And I think it's, you know, giving him more, more reason to put them in and more 
high pressure situations, you know, Olin playing two games back to back, especially against the same, same team, most of the same squad, you know, it, it was really a, a chance to, to show, okay, well, you got to play the night before, but now you're going to slot in with some more of the, the veteran guys. You're going to play with people you might be on the roster with, you know, run with it and see what you can do. And it's cool that he's giving the kids the opportunity to make their own fate. It's not just, okay, you're going to stay here. You're going to play your preseason games. And then, you know, you're going to go report for AHL camp. or You're going to go back to juniors. It's, it's like, okay, you looked good show me why you should stay yeah yep yep i love that i think i think i think all the kids should be given that opportunity um i mean it, it especially more so the blue chip guys that we have the leo carlson's the olin zelleggers the the uh the pavel Minchukov. i almost said pavel regenda's the pavel Minchukov. <laughs> <laughs> respect pavel regenda by the way even though he has not looked good but um <laughs> yeah yeah I, I mean i really like what we're hearing from cronin so far in terms of his um uh Sorry, Savannah's comment made me laugh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I really like what we're hearing from Cronin so far in terms of how honest he is about um, how the team played, how the results of the game played. Um, you know, you all you all listening to this may have saw my tweet last night. I quote tweeted uh, Derek, who's been doing a great job. Yeah, go follow Derek. Uh, I've been covering uh, all the all the media scrums and and uh, transcribing all the answers for us to post on Twitter um, where we may not always be able to easily locate them. So um, shout out Derek for that. But yeah, it, I'm, I'm in, in Cronin's honesty of, of how the game went last night, you know, like Jake said, you know, he fully acknowledged that it was the, the ducks altogether playing a poor game, but somehow found a way to win on the back of Lucas Dostal. Um, and Cronin fully acknowledged that that's what it was. And, and th that really stuck out to me because Cronin's team found a way to win. And he still wasn't even remotely satisfied. He knew that that wasn't a good performance. Whereas, I mean, you know, with, with, when we were in the Dallas Aikens era, Dallas Aikens is probably completely content with that solely because they found a way to win. Yeah. And that just shows to me that Greg Cronin has the right priorities. He's, he's, he's not so, so much results driven as he is process and system driven. And that's what this team needs to be this year. They need to focus on the system, focus on the process, focus on playing good hockey all around, and then worry about the results after you have that established. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I mean, preseason grains of salt need be consumed, but um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm just, I'm liking Cronin's approach so far. Um, you know, I think, I think, I think he's got his head in the right spot from what we've seen at this point. And um, yeah, it's a, uh, I'm just I'm just excited to get going for the regular season, man. See where this team's at. See what that opening night roster looks like. See how many people earn their chance and earn their spot, and and see what these guys can do. You know, let's get it rolling. Yeah, and th this could definitely bite me in the ass later, but I just feel really good with Cronin and like the way he's, you know, like Connor was saying, just how he goes about stuff. Like he's making me more excited for this season. I mean, I'm always excited for a new season, but like mm -hmm. you knew you, you kind of know what's coming. You know, there's still not going to be a good team, but Cronin is just I mean, I was excited about Dallas Aikens, too, to be honest. I'm not going to lie. I was when we first, you know, hired him. But hopefully Cronin just just the way he talks to the media and like his his thought process. I talked about it last week. It's just it, it's exciting to hear. It's refreshing. And yeah, like Connor said, I'm just excited for the, the season to get going and see see what's up. Yeah, you can, you know, you can, you can just feel the intensity 
that he that he kind of brings just off of the way he's talking about um you know talking about games that his team won and showing that he like I said, is not satisfied with how that game was played whatsoever. I think that's the approach that needs to be taken with a young, um, with a young up and coming, mostly inexperienced group. You know, I know we added a couple of veterans here and, and, you know, have a decent amount of guys that have some games underneath their belt, but um, you know, the guys you really need to be focusing on need to know that it's not just about the results. Like you gotta, you gotta play the right way. You gotta have the right process um you know in the in the mix with that so yeah i'm just i'm loving the the mentality shift that we're already kind of seeing um you know i hope i hope mm-hmm. Chrome is kind of just drilling it into these guys that that's the way that they need to approach these games and that's the way that they need to go into this season so um yeah it's it's uh it's been it's been a good sign for me so far we'll we'll obviously see how that plays out once we get into regular season hockey get a couple months in but um, you know, like I said, preseason grains of salt need to be consumed a little bit, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm liking what we're seeing so far. And the, the quote that stuck out for me, uh, Lou, Lou sent uh, Derek's tweets from last night. Um, this was more so when he was talking about Minchikov, but the thing that stuck out to me is at the end, you know, he says he's talking about how he's a bigger body so he says, Pavel was good. I'm excited to see more of him. I think he's going to get more confident as we move on. You can see his burst offensively, and he's fearless def- defensively, and he's obviously a bigger body, so he's going to have a little more stiffness to the way he defends. But both he and Zellweger have a bright future. And anyways, his quotes about Zellweger were just kind of talking about how a lot of the habits that you see from guys uh, in juniors are very all offense, no defense, you know, mm-hmm. We preached, uh, you know, going into last season, thinking that Klingberg and Kulikov were going to work out. Um, <laughs> you know, the the whole all gas no breaks approach to things, mm-hmm. and you know, it, it, you you can definitely see it. You know, all of the highlights we've seen of Olin Zellweger over the years have been just ridiculous. You know, snipes from the point, or he's wheeling around the zone and flying around the net and scoring these bad angle goals and you don't really see a lot of his defensive upside because it is like, holy shit, he's just this little speed demon out there, you know, <laughs> just, you know, breaking ankles on the blue line. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he he does get a lot of praise from Cronin saying that the competitiveness he's brought to camp shows that he's willing to improve and instilling that um, that mindset of you need to be good on both sides of the puck. You can't just do one thing well. You know, really show that, like I said earlier, he's putting the ball in, in their court and saying, okay, if you want to be here, show me why you need to be here. Yeah. And it, it's great knowing that there's that level of trust where again, before it was just like, Oh hell yeah. We, you know, after the Oilers game last year where we, where we beat them because of Dostal, mm-hmm. you know, the, the vibes were, well, we scored more than them and he stopped a lot more pucks than, <laughs> Than he needed to, um, but we're grateful to have him and thank you know, thank God we won that game instead of just like, oh, we played like shit, but we got lucky. You know, I'd rather hear, hey, we played terrible, but we still found a way and we still won than just, yeah, we did it, guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we broke the goalie, but we won. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, we I feel like we'll be saying it all season, just that that transparency and just that openness to just be like, no, you guys played like shit. 
yeah is just nicer to hear instead of just okay guys you know we're bad so when we lose like it's just everybody did okay everybody got their snack pouch like <laughs> i don't know we, we it for a sport that's as physical and as manly as people like to say i i, I have been annoyed at the coddling over the last couple seasons like yeah we're bad we're we're focusing on getting high draft picks and kind of building back up but like fuck they're grown adults playing a contact sport like this like i want to yeah. hear that they're playing like shit yeah. you know you can only get so far of just like okay they tried guys they're, they're yeah. doing their best out there like at least they get here, paid to do this like, yeah at least hear from them that they know that they're what they're doing wrong instead of like oh we did this and yeah we got to do this next game and it was just the it was the same thing every 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 loss well we got to do this better we got to do that better and it's just like but they never really came out and said straight up like we suck <laughs> yeah which i mean you you also there needs to be accountability and i yeah. feel like and i feel like there hasn't been any of that yeah. you know especially the last two or three seasons under dallas akins and i think cronin's going to bring that accountability and i think he's going to preach accountability to the locker room um which is what young professionals and these kids need i mean i mean it's not to say that none of them have that because you know they've clearly gotten themselves to the highest level so i'm not i'm not trying to say that these dudes don't i mean don't have any accountability but you know that was something that was lacking I think. And I think Cronin's going to bring that. Bringing that New England intensity. And really quick, I know there isn't <laughs> much Boston. I know there isn't much movement on the Zegers front, but Jake mentioned coddling. I got a little something to say. <laughs> okay, floor is yours. I'm going to, okay. I'm going to preface all this with I love Trevor Zegers. I think he's great. He's going to be one of the faces of this team ideally for years to come. He's great. Like, I, I Cannot stress that enough. But I think people are starting to go a little bit stir crazy with the lack of contract signing. And I think a good portion of the Ducks fan base needs to take a deep breath and take a step back from their perception of Trevor Zegers. By no means is Trevor Zegers a pay him whatever he wants and signs and, and sign the deal player. Like, full stop. That is not what Trevor Zegers is. And sorry if you don't like to hear that, but that's not up for debate. Okay. So everyone just saying, oh, why isn't Pat just signing him? Why, why don't you just give him an eight by eight or an eight by nine or like an eight by 10? Like whatever, like, no, no. <laughs> I, like, I don't understand why this is still being argued for. I think this fan base, look, and I, th I, th I think all fan bases in general in any sport are going to overrate their own guys just a little bit. Like, I think everybody's guilty of that. We're all guilty of that. It's just the nature of sports and the nature of being attacked attached to players and the nature of being a fan of these guys. Like I, I get that. I totally understand, but I feel like people are still refusing to look at the facts of the situation. We have concrete full-blown confirmation that there is a three year term agreed to for the Trevor's eagers contract. The AAV is clearly what is separating everything now then. So that tells us that it's going to be a bridge deal and making an educated guess we can assume that Trevor Zegers and his camp are the ones wanting the bridge deal. Trevor Zegers is wanting to bet on himself and he's wanting to, he's wanting to have this bridge deal, take him to his next contract where he can then ideally, if he exceeds whatever that bridge deal AAV is make more on his next long-term contract and eventually make more money in the long term. So the, I'm not sure why people are still acting like an, an eight year by 8 million 
Jack Hughes contract is on the table. Like that's not happening. It's going to be a three or four, whatever it ends up being year deal. Okay. Now that doesn't mean that Trevor Zegers is just going to get a three year, eight, nine, $10 million deal. Like, no, that's not how this works. A bridge deal is going to set him up for the qualifying offer. So no, you don't want to make it seven, eight, nine million, whatever it is. Cause that's just, it, that's just going to completely blow the next contract out of proportion. So People just need to take a deep breath a little bit and separate yourselves from your personal attachment to Trevor Zegers and realize what the actual situation is. You are not getting a three-year, $9 million deal. So stop asking why Pat Verbeek doesn't just give him that because that's that's completely unrealistic and that's not what he should get. Okay? Now, again, I can't stress this enough. I love Trevor Zegers. I'm not trying to say that he's underrated or I'm not trying to say that he's overrated or that he's not what he should be or that he can't get to what he, you know, or, the, or, or that he can't hit his potential. But, like, gee, like, holy shit, you would think the way some of this fan base talks about Trevor Zegers, you would think that he's Connor McDavid. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's, let's take a step back a little bit, realize what it is. These things take time. You know, and there was a big debate that I was in uh, a day or two ago on Twitter where people were trying to compare the, the Zegers and Drysdale holdouts to the Lindholm and Raquel holdouts from 2016 and like trying to use that as a comparison. Like, no, like the people that I was arguing with were trying to say that because Lindholm and Raquel held out and they were eventually traded, that means that there's going, that automatically means that there's going to be bad blood with Zegers and Drysdale and the Ducks management and it means that they're going to be traded. Like, no, yeah. that like that's just completely <laughs> missing completely different variables in both situations. And that's a completely bad faith argument. Raquel and Holm were traded six years later by a completely different GM because they were unrestricted free agents that wanted what, what would have been too much money for a team that needed to start at a rebuild. So completely different situations. So like don't even try to use that as a, as a comparison situation or an argument for why Pat should just give Zegers whatever he's asking for. Both sides need to like, obviously both sides are trying to quote unquote, win, win the deal, right? Get what they want. Yep. Dr. B can't mm-hmm. force Trevor Zegers to sign an eight by $8 million deal if he wants a bridge deal. So like, it's not just this, why isn't Verbeek doing this how is a eight by nine ten whatever contract not signed like yeah i'm just so sick of these high level arguments for this yeah and i feel like you guys know better than that all right so okay ran over <laughs> yeah. and it's and it's not even just I've like just, I've, I've just been reaching a boiling point lately and with all that so i just i just had to get a couple things off my chest yeah and like the you know you got the people blaming verbeek for not signing him but then you got other people saying that this is zegris's fault and he's like he thinks he's too good and he's cocky and all this it's like why are we getting so personal like he has an agent i'm sure zegris isn't doing anything he's training he's focusing on being ready for the season whenever that contract can be signed it's his agent and pet ruby going back and forth yeah like you guys need to understand it's not Pat Verbeek on the phone with Trevor Zegers. Yeah. Like, and they're arguing every day. The player, <laughs> for, I mean, from what I understand, the player doesn't speak to the GM directly when this kind of stuff is going on. It was solely through the agent. I'm sure the player is telling the is telling his agent, hey, talk about this, ask for this, you know, let him know I think this, blah, 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 blah. Sure, of course. But it like, it's just, it's, there's just so 
much more to this than hey here's eight years nine million please sign it and trevor zegers is like okay like yeah. like people think it's just that no it's not a lot of unknowns there's a lot of unknowns the only thing we have concrete information on is that there's a three-year term agreed to that's the yeah. only thing that is concrete that's information. It. yeah and people but are jumping off that we were offering three yeah. or four million aav that's not 100 concrete i don't think you can fully trust that that's true because that was probably coming from pat brisson who is trevor zegers's agent and that's just a classic agent negotiation tactic to put some pressure on the team okay we've seen it a million times we've seen it year after year like let's not fall for this shit that we see happens to other teams yeah. And we can easily go, oh, we know exactly what's going on here, but now it's happening to us and we don't know what to fucking do with us. <laughs> like, let's everybody take a deep breath. We're all it, throwing up and crying. Situation, and, 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 <laughs> look, and I was accused on Twitter the other day of saying that of, of trying to, of, by holding this opinion, I'm trying to say that the situation is good or that it's fine. No, it's not. It's not ideal. Nobody ever wants to see a player hold out. The situation isn't good for either side. Ideally, these guys are signed in in camp right now. I think that's what both parties want, right? So yeah. the situation isn't good. Nothing about it is good. God damn, but it's, witch hunt. It's the bad faith arguments and, and the high-level reasoning that is leading to the misunderstanding of the situation that's been driving me up a wall. Yeah. So, okay, rant over. <laughs> it, is, yeah. it is fun to think about Pat Verbeek FaceTiming Trevor Zegris and he picks it up is. and he's like doing a TikTok dance. Like, hey, sorry, Pat. Let me finish recording this real fast so we can talk. <laughs> See, in my head, they're on Xbox Live or like PlayStation, <laughs> and they're playing a game and they're going back and forth contract talks live, P- playing Warzone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But uh. Yeah. You get you get the crazy people there on Twitter that are just running off with these weird things, like they think they know more behind the scenes stuff and we're not sitting here saying we do we're saying relax because none of us do we don't know what's going on behind the scenes but then this is why i hate i love and hate um this is going to be a plug for inside the rink by the way uh and our new uh our new writer uh hannah shout out to hannah um shout out, hannah. Shout out uh, cookie the, girl. the cookie girl on, on yeah. twitter if you know her max comtois um destroyed her cookies one night um anyway uh I have to share that stuff on Facebook. And when I share it on Facebook, I get all of these comments and Facebook's even worse, man. Like I can only spend maybe two minutes max on that stupid website and I have to leave. Like they're the, the people that just flood the comments. I just can't do it. But um, anyway, if you want to read the new article, it's on inside the rink.com. It's called the beginning of the Anaheim ducks new era. And, uh, yeah, it's been getting a lot of been getting a lot of clicks. So if you haven't clicked on it, yeah, go check it out. Yeah, go click on it. Yeah, maybe leave a maybe leave a nice comment. I don't know. I mean, we're not we're not breaking news here. Like <laughs> a lot of these are opinion pieces, my guy. Like just we're not know? spitting chicklets getting Mike Babcock fired, but yeah, we're not getting anyone fired. We're not getting anyone <laughs> signed. We're not getting anyone traded. Like just you know, let's just calm down, man. We're just having discussion. Yeah. But yeah, go check it out. Read it. It's very good. Yeah, happy to yeah, happy to have Hannah on the team. I think you know she's a she's a great follow, a great mm-hmm. uh, a great representative of the fan base on social media for us. So yep. yeah, everybody, everybody go give her a follow. Happy to happy have her on the team. Hockey Hannah is on is her at on Twitter, I believe. So that is a uh, great transition 
we uh we got pictures of what part of the 30th kit's gonna look like we got to see the pants on one trevor zegris um which i mean to me that's kind of a sign that they're like hey have all this stuff just so when you are signed like you can come over and you know yeah, be with the team you're already dressed. like I, I don't know like to not to re retread anything get back to it but like i don't think it's an ideal situation for either party but i mean it'd be different if it was like this guy is just kind of training in random shit. Like the fact that they're still training and like their equipment, they're being sent the 30th stuff. Like, yeah, there's mm-hmm. obviously communication between the parties. It's not mm-hmm. just like, Hey, I haven't heard from my agent. My agent hasn't heard from the team in a week. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll get to that with uh, the Stamco stuff later, but it's like that whole situation is, yeah, it's not ideal, but, you can tell that they're still involved. It's it's yeah. not just straight up like, ah, oh, have fun. Like yeah. we'll see you when you when you come to camp or when you get back to Anaheim. Like Yeah, I'm not I'm not getting these these same vibes that a lot of people are, where it's like this awkwardness between Zegris and the Ducks, and it's like, you know, uh it just doesn't seem that bad. It's not like they're mad at each other. They're not I just don't see it that way. I don't know. This is a normal thing to happen. It's just, it's, it's, it happens all the time. This isn't new. We're not the first team to have guys hold out. It's oh, happened damn. to us literally before. I just mentioned it, it happened. With <laughs> like this yeah. Happened less than 10 years ago. Like Mitch Marner, even. I do not remember that yeah. we've been through this before as fans already. God damn it. God damn it. But, uh, the... it, buddy, it's not like, oh, it's Pat Verbeek's fault. Oh, it's Trevor Zegers' fault. Oh, it's the agent's fault. Like, what's going on? Like, no, it's it's negotiating and it's trying to get everybody happy. Okay, like you can you can say that it's not a good situation without being like, oh, it's this one person's fault, or oh, what the fuck is Pat Verbeek doing, or why isn't Trevor Zegers just taking what he's offered? You know, like no, like it's that's not the right way to go about it. Real life is not a Bethesda game. You can't speech check your way out of this. <laughs> But uh, back back to the, the uniform picture. Um, Ducks and Pucks was the first one to break it. They posted the picture. Uh, I'm kind of with Lou. I think, Lou, you were the one who said it. I, I don't know about the anniversary patch being on the leg. It's a little little odd. A little cool. weird. A little weird for my liking, but uh, sticking with it. I mean, egg, it's not bad egg, because the 25th anniversary jade. was on the, on, the, on the shorts then. So. Or, you know, the Ducks, if they didn't put the anniversary patch there would it be the logo that's on the, the front of the jersey or would it be the d logo you know what i mean like i feel like they'd put the gold d to slap it right on the purple pants i just uh, so but the, the, the purple pants are very nice i do like yeah they're they're, they're i mean I, f- I feel like it's gonna be very hard to fuck up eggplant and jade yeah like say what you will about the top like i feel like the rest of it's gonna look fine as long as it's not too much of one color yeah, and I need um, to see the helmets now because Felix said that they're going to be black, and I can't get it out of my head, and I don't want that. I want I want more purple. So hopefully they're not black helmets. It's probably going to be plum. plum. Bad, I guess he said the, it. He said plum. This is going to be one of those years where I absolutely have to get to the gear sale at the end of the year yeah. to get some gloves. Um, mm. Just because I feel like I miss out all the time, and then I find them on sideline swap for like three hundred dollars, and I hate myself. Speaking of plum, go buy our new shirt. 
with the actual plum. Yeah, there's a plum. Do we have a new shirt? Yeah, we got. When did that happen? Man, I post it all over our stuff. How do you miss it, Lou? Did you (laughs) miss it or did you just forget? Probably, yeah. Yeah. LAP on a plum. It's very simple. It's just a purple plum, but it's fun. I like it. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> you, you okay there, pal? No, I'm reading a disparaging comment in Discord right now. Jeez. I, I tried to throw my Zen in the trash and I missed. <laughs> anyway. You wanna you wanna do your ad read first, Chris? Because oh, I, I, I know oh. you've been chomping oh, at the bit for this. Okay, so Nat wanted me to do this. Shout out to Nat from the uh, What the Chell podcast. Go listen, go follow them. They're great. She wanted me to read this. She wanted me to do this ad read. So hold on a second. My phone locked. I have it pulled up. I got it. I got it. I got it. All right. (laughs) All right. So, you know, basketball Twitter lately, if you're into basketball, I'm not, but it's hard to miss this. Um, they're going nuts over uh, Damian Lillard. He uh, got traded to uh, Milwaukee to the Milwaukee Finally. Bucks from the Portland Trailblazers. Milwaukee, they have they, you know they're they have uh, what what are they like third jerseys or something? They're it's called I think Cream they call city. it the, the statement uniform. Statement or uniform says Cream City, city on the front. Aren't they like the city? City can no, not City Connect. That's baseball. That's baseball. Like it's something like that. Yeah, it's yeah. like City something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it, you know they have it, it says Cream City on it. Oh, yeah, so, and we love does. our cream here, especially Lou, oh, we making weird cream. noises as I speak. But you know how you can also get on the cream hype without leaving home? Visit shifthockey.com. They have great cream-colored merch options. If you use code LAP10, that's L-A-P-10, at checkout, you get 10% off. Um, I tweeted out uh, this this ad as well, and I showed uh, my favorites from Shift Hockey. They have a cream-colored cream sweatshirt. Yeah, a hooded sweatshirt cream for sixty nine ninety nine. Sixty, yeah, it's a nice, that's a nice, a nice price number. for a cream sweater. Um, and then you know I, I shared the same sweater just in black. It's very nice. And then a, a dad hat, which I don't wear dad hats, but it's a very nice looking hat. So those were my four favorite things. But yeah, shifthockey.com. Go check them out. Lap ten is your way to save some cash because uh, you'll want a lot of stuff. I promise. It's a very cool site. Go check it out. Cream. That was uh, very well done, Chris. Thank you. Um, Who's playing at SoFi this weekend? Anyone? Not the Raiders. Oh, oh, yeah, the fucking Raiders are there. Uh, Yeah, if you want to go see that embarrassment, (laughs) uh, get your tickets at uh, 714 Tickets. Promo code LAP, L-A-P. Go yep. see the Ducks in San Diego. Ducks in San Diego yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. So by the time you're listening to this. Maybe and home opener coming up October 15th. Let us uh, <laughs> let us know if you're going. I they, will... have, they have one more preseason game at home, right? Yeah. Only Coyotes. one more. Coyotes. Next, week. Next week sometime. Yeah. The 5th, I think. October 5th, I believe. So, uh, yeah. 714. Grab your Ducks preseason. And they're playing tickets. in Palm Springs next week, I think. Yeah. That's yeah. the game against the Coyotes. Are yeah, they the home team or the away team? Away. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, plenty of options to use. <laughs> code Promo LAP. Code LAP. Promo code LAP at 714tickets.com. 
And finally, you can also get ESPN Plus uh, if you use uh, the Inside the Rink link of insidetherink.com slash ESPN. Um, just goes to help the network and all of our podcasts. You know, everybody's getting back into the grind. I know some of our East Coast podcasts, um, like the Leafs Late Night, they've been going uh, right around the same time we started again. Um, I know the Bruins benders are they're kind of getting back into things as are the uh, what did the Rangers podcast change their name to? Because they they're used now, to be the Pangers pod, right? Yeah, they're now ranting Rangers. But you know, hockey is back. So ESPN plus Hulu, they'll have the games starting again this season. Yep. Um we're back to the cup final on ESPN this year, right? Or is that yes. TNT this year? No, it's uh, ESPN. Yeah. So, I mean, once we get to the end of the year, you'll be able to watch all the cup final games and stuff. Yep. And they usually get what? Uh, ESPN gets one of the conference finals while TNT gets the other. I don't know how to choose that. I don't know if they automatically – I don't know if it's the same every year where they get the same conference. can't remember. I know in basketball it flip-flops. Does it? Okay. Yeah. Because they get basketball in uh, TNT. Plenty of options with ESPN Plus. I've been watching a ton of preseason hockey with that wonderful subscription. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Good for Chris, man. Yeah, man. Living the life. So we do have clarification. Palm Springs is Sunday. Uh, thank you, Tamara, for posting that in the chat. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. So... We've spent a lot of time about uh, contracts and drama, but I feel like the rest of the notes here are just all drama and it's great. <laughs> um, we had Steven Samkos come out in the media and say that he was very disappointed that he doesn't have a new contract extension. And I kind of feel like, you know, Elliot Friedman said it best. He's like, what if the team just doesn't care to sign him again? Yeah. I kind of feel like that's the approach you have to have given his injury history. Mm-hmm. Not to say that he can't retire, you know, a, a lifelong bolt. But if you're the team that's so cap strapped as they are, are you really going to be able to fit him in yeah. on another contract? Like even, even if you were to say, I will take a million dollars every year. I don't feel like he's that type of player that would do that. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that I think he's full of himself um, <laughs> or anything of the sort, but I just kind of feel like the pedigree of player he is, he's going to want to try and be a career guy, but still make his money, especially in Florida where there's no state tax, mm-hmm. where you can make all of that money and not be taxed for it. Um, but holy shit, everyone was freaking out about it. Um, <laughs> I do love every time a big superstar like that has some drama with the team they're on, the least fans, jump into things saying oh you'll love toronto like they have cap space (laughs) yeah right um but hey you know i I don't blame them for trying half half the free agents that they signed this year will be gone next year anyways so i mean it's possible (laughs) but (laughs) does does tampa bay even make the playoffs this year i mean with the news of vasileski being out for two months uh i think it was I don't remember if it was Jay Fresh or his Dom that posted it, but their playoff odds dropped a whole 13% Oof. with that news this morning. 
And who they who did they lose in the offseason besides Alex Clark? They lost Clark, Perry, Perry, Maroon, Belmar. So they lost their entire fourth line. Yeah. Mm. Who um, the hell is their backup? Was it Brian Elliott? Still? I don't know. He's still kicking around. We will pull up yield cap friendly while we uh try and figure this out. Yeah, it's 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 more fun when this kind of drama's happening outside of Anaheim. Let's see. Their goalies are Elliot is not there. It is Jonas Johansson who was last. Oh, okay. At, no, he was on the Panthers after he got traded from the Avs. Yeah, he was a Saber too, I think. So not exactly, not exactly <laughs> ideal. Never heard of him in my life. So they still have Brent Seabrook on LTIR for a year. <laughs> but they have a whopping, let's see. They are over the cap by $6 million. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they're kind of fucked right now. <laughs> yeah, enjoy. And the Atlantic enjoy. Division isn't an easy division. Yeah, because the Sabres kids are on the rise. Get ready for some buffa hockey all up in your face. It's going to be okay. beautiful. <clears throat> I'm going to get Lou to watch every Sabres game. Are you now? Yeah, we're going to FaceTime. It's going to be really cute. Do you even have my number? I think. Yeah, I have it. That was Do so I even rude. have your number? That was so rude to say live. We're on a podcast together and we're friends and you're questioning if I have your number. That's so mean. Anyway, yeah, the lightning, they're they're a mess. Good luck to them. Good luck to them. Uh, We had the Coyotes beat the Kings in the global series, which uh, that was uh, the first. I only watched the first game, but it was it was pretty good. It was weird watching hockey at 9 p.m. Yeah, at night. That was different. Um, It was cool. I really enjoyed it. Um, They did say that. They did say that they saw they were able to find merch of every NHL team. That's uh, pretty cool at the game. So all teams were represented that that weekend, and that's fun. I hope they do more. Um, A lot of people don't know that Australians care about hockey, and it you know it might not be obviously as much as other countries, but they've had hockey there for a long time. So I'm not too surprised, but it's still cool to see. Um, They sold out both games. I think they were like 13k for both. And, uh, yeah, the NHL launched their own little Australian uh, TikTok and their Instagram, and they're doing the whole thing. So it's it's cool. I mean, I, I think I read something that they're not going to go back every single year, but maybe like every other. So, but yeah, so that's that was the preseason version of the Global Series. I know that they're doing a uh, regular season. I think it's in, is it in Sweden this year? I can't remember. Can I tell you? Yeah. yeah. They, they do so many series yeah, that it's hard to keep track of yeah. and what is where. They, they kind of always do it in like Sweden or Finland or even Do it one in Italy. Right? I think Italy would be cool. Yeah. They need to go back to the UK. They haven't been back to like England in a long time. They were talking about how they, uh, they talked to Luke Robitaille and he said that they need to go back. He was talking about how the, the Ducks and Kings went. You know, in 07, yeah. 
It was mm-hmm. like it's 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 time to go back. Which yeah. didn't be they cool. go like right after they won the cup, the King yep. Ducks? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they had like a double or back to back against the Kings in uh in London at the O2 arena. That was cool. I still remember watching that. That was fun. I think that was Hiller. That was Hiller's like debut or something. I'm pretty sure. Like that was Hiller's like sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty cool though. So we had uh, Logan Cooley scoring the goal of the year before uh, the season even starts. Uh, pretty big fight in the first game that was actually entertaining. I'm not one to really like sit back and say that you know a fight was good or not, but yeah, I mean they got they had to let him at some point. Mm-hmm. And they broke it up and then they let the two guys go. The highlight of night one was Ryan being. Mm-hmm caught horny on main on twitter the uh anthem, oh he anthem, sure did anthem singer finding his tweet which was hilarious. that was it was so fast too like it was wasn't like, like are you talking next... about me <laughs> not like it was the next day or anything like it was literally 10 minutes later <laughs> yeah she must have like checked twitter to see yeah. it was so fast i could not stop laughing that was that was great gotta try harder <laughs> next time rye you gotta yeah. hide it <laughs> Definitely gonna work on that. <laughs> Definitely gonna work on that. Well, we have some uniforms that got revealed. Um, the Jets they revealed their uh, RCAF uniforms, which I'm not a huge fan. Um, I I liked them the first day just because it was something <laughs> fresh, and then every time I've seen it since, just the modern Jets logo on the front kind of pisses me off. Yeah, I'm sure. not a fan. Everything's fine, but the logo. Should have gone with the old one. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, the rest, I like it. I like the old school gloves on it. It looks cool. Yeah. I feel yeah. like the uh, the Oilers Heritage Classic jerseys look better doing the whole brown brown pant, brown glove thing. Yeah. Um, the numbers on the oil drop? The, the number on the oil drops really sick. I do like that. That's yeah, that's my a good favorite touch. part. Yeah. I, I do agree with you, though, Chris. The little little script underneath like banner it thing is a little weird, but it is a little, yeah. I kind of feel like with teams like that that have so much history and don't change jerseys very often, it's hard to do something new. I feel like that's kind of the case with like the Red Wings. Anytime they're in a game like that, where it's like, yeah, you can, excuse me, you can only do so many things to change up the winged wheel. Yeah. And then they did that one year. They had that ugly looking like D. <laughs> yeah, for the stadium series. Yeah. And it's just like everyone hated it. So it's yeah. like, yeah, okay. Go back to the, the old school. We were wrong. Don't switch it up. But I mean, I feel like out of all of the ones we saw, I mean, Calgary's were nice. Um, I, I do like that they told McDavid and Kadri to look menacing and stuff in the pictures but oh, the way they photoshopped them in like Kadri's looking one direction and McDavid's like staring off into space like that's McDavid's look all the time it's so funny <laughs> oh jeez but out of the three I'd say out of all these like retro jerseys we got in the last week I think the Oilers are the best yeah and Calgary and then if Winnipeg just did the old logo it would look so much better it would 100% well, the Wild went to the subway uniforms. Yeah. For their alternate. I'm just glad that they 
changed up the the wild logo a little bit like the colors because i think the reverse retro one the the like water in the logo the stream was yellow and it just, <laughs> not a fan of that so <laughs> they they fixed it looks looks better but it's still subway but it's okay Eat fresh yeah kind of kind of fresh i'm glad they've gotten rid of like having a lot of red in their uniforms they're mm-hmm. using red as like an accent kind of sparingly now yeah, the green they use is so much better. It's wonderful. Okay. Forest green's great, dude. It's all right. Whatever, bros of. Well, we also had confirmation that the uh, trade that would have seen Kevin Hayes go to the Blues earlier in the offseason was, in fact, stopped by Tory Krug. Um, I kind of like that he was like, no, I want to be here. I don't want to get traded. Yeah, especially um, to Philly. I just found it very funny that it was like I signed a contract here. I obviously want to be here. Why would I want to be traded? Yeah. <laughs> and it was just kind of just yeah. blunt as that. Straight just up. Like, yeah. Hey, you have your right to do that. Like, can't argue. Way to stick to your guns, but it is kind of funny. Just fuck no, I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was fun. That was a fun little little piece of news that I saw. Not as fun as waking up this morning and seeing Mark Stone being dragged. I was what an, what an idiot. I watched that clip because we went to bed last night and I had completely missed it. And I saw it this morning and I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like you got hit. A fully, a fully clean hit, by the way. <laughs> fully clean hit, by like not even debatable. And barely even late. Like People are people are arguing it's late. Like, sure, maybe a little bit. Imagine. Not no. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with a hit. You know, I I mean, I don't I don't mind the Vegas reaction to it. I think if you, I think if you run a captain like that, I mean, I I don't think you should think that the other team is not going to put their hands on you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I didn't, I didn't have a problem with anything that went on the ice. I think I think I think Mark Stone was. I mean. Let's face it. He was being he was being a bitch, right? <laughs> <laughs> like he was being a bitch, whining so much. It's like you get hit by a guy, and then you go and complain about being hit, and saying, "Oh yeah, I'll never see him again." Like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. It's preseason, yeah. and <laughs> you're you're saying that about a guy who's most likely going to be like a second, third pair guy on the rain. Like, yeah. wow, that very that really very cool, Mark. You got him. Grimace it... emoji looking guy (laughs) it really like upsets me because it's like you know you're gonna get the retread in like a day or two of just like oh i said it because i was upset that we lost and because i got hit and it's like just just say that just say hey i didn't like the hit i'm not a fan of it felt like it was late whatever be done with it because at least then it's like hey you know it gets settled on the ice next time Yep. You know, is is the guy that hit him ever gonna probably be up to do that ever again? Who knows? Uh more you know, more likely, probably not, just because I, I wanna say he his last name was Hodgson, right? Yeah. Uh yeah. I wanna say he's gonna be brand new to the rain this year. I don't know if he's a camp invite or if he was in the ECHL in the King system. But it's like, 
I, I don't know. It's just you're gonna get that re- regret of oh, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have done that in the media like that. And it's just like, bro, it's fucking preseason. Like, yeah, he's trying to make the roster. Don't yeah. be a bitch about getting hit. Yeah. Like, it'd be different if you're getting cross-checked in the back. Like, especially for a guy like Mark Stone that's had the back problems he's had the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. But it was very funny to read all of the comments saying, well, we just know he's going to enjoy a nice vacation and come back April 19th this year. <laughs> um <laughs> And good, you know, for as much shit as I give them, good on the Vegas fans that were calling it out too, because they easily could just be like, oh, we stand with the captain and, you know, he shouldn't be hit like that. A lot of the ones I saw were just like, come on, dude, like it's preseason. It was a clean hit. You had the puck maybe gone for a split second. Yeah. You you got hit by a guy that was bigger than you, like just – you're playing a contact sport. Eat it yep. and fucking just move on. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. Poor Mark. Full stop. Poor Mark. I mean, I guess you win a cup and suddenly you can't be hit. Yeah, you're, not goes, above, you're not above being hit because you're a skilled player or because you're a captain or because, like, no. You're not no. that guy. You're not that guy. <laughs> you're no. not that guy. Well, we will transition here into our questions. We got a few this week. Okay, I'm very excited for Ryan's because Ryan's Ryan's, has good potential. Really quick, I just want to say shout out to, uh, I know Lou's not going to know who this is, so Lou, you don't have to ask who because I'm not 100% sure. But yeah, shout out to uh, Tate McRae, her song, uh, Greedy. It's been stuck in my head, and I've only seen it because it's been shared everywhere on hockey twitter because her entire music video is in a hockey rink apparently outside of los angeles anyway her song's very catchy it's been stuck in my head for like two days it's called greedy um okay yeah it's very cool apparently cole sillinger blue jackets player dated her i don't know but everyone said that he fumbled the bag there so i'm guessing that's what happened so good song fun stuff all right that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well our we'll start our questions here with uh our hockey 365 topic of the week and he asked what do you guys consider the perfect in arena hockey meal does this vary amongst other sports or arenas or do you generally stick to the same spread wherever you go uh eat somewhere before or after because it's too expensive and then i'm just good with a beer Yeah, but Moon Connor, I I don't really eat at Ducks games. I mean, if I were if I did, um, I'm usually pretty uh pretty boring, and I stick to the, the chicken tenders. I'm a I'm a chicken tender guy. I'll get like um, I'll get like a pretzel. If I'm a pretzel, that's a yeah. Something. Pretzel and a beer are really hard to beat. Okay, there really you go. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good one right there. Um, in the chat here, cookies and a dirty Shirley course cookies all right savannah i had to google what a dirty shirley was of course cookie Uh, and i feel dumb now shirley temple of vodka pretty much yeah 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 um yeah yeah chicken tenders barbecue sauce that's my go-to that's my go-to it doesn't really matter what stadium or arena it is either because they usually all have pretty decent chicken tenders but um 
What was I going to say? Oh, the cookie thing. Yeah. Um, Honda Center. Best cookies. Um, what's it called again? Kathy's cookies. <laughs> Kathy's cookies. Delicious. My God. Like, I chocolate chip <laughs> cookies are just so great. I just, I love it. I love it. Gotta have them. it. Gotta have it. You what? Still haven't tried them. Oh, my God. I swear you have. I remember, like, I just remember, like, seeing people walk around Honda Center with buckets. I'm like, where are these buckets of cookies coming from? Like, how do you just come in here with a bucket? But Kathy's, Kathy's place, man. Kathy's cookies. They know what's up. Yeah, for me, it's either chicken tenders or a hot dog. Uh, I don't know. I'm not really particular. Nice glizzy. Wonderful hockey glizzy. I feel like it's, I don't know. Um, I feel like I like the Honda Center hot dogs better than Angel Stadium just because I feel like they actually like cook them. <laughs> um, but I don't know. You can't really go wrong with a hot dog and a beer. Yeah, I always, true. If you're going to be weird about it, then, you know. <laughs> I get my tall boy <laughs> duck spear every game and I'm, I'm content. Just sitting up, sitting up on the video board waving. Like last night? Yeah, I was on the video board for like three seconds, but barely. I was watching the stream and I looked over and all I saw was Lou look at the I camera. F- I feel bad for Savannah, man. They fucked with her so hard last night. Oh, on the yeah. I saw her alone like two times and I already missed her being on there like another three. So. And I think Olivia was on the board for like a split second, too. I'm not sure, though. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh. But yeah, I was on it for like half a second. Good for me. Yeah, you waved. You waved at yeah. the camera and waved at the board. Good old Lou. <laughs> well, our first question comes from Jack. He asks, what's your hottest Ducks take for this upcoming season? Personally, I think Nasarenko will earn some second line minutes this year. Hottest Ducks take? Nestorenko second line minutes. Tyson Hines plays more than 10 games. Really? It's not. Ooh, that's a that's a hot take. It's a good one. Um Nathan Gauche is on the team before the new year. I'm yeah. gonna say Tristan Leno plays more than more than 10. Is I he feel going like back to juniors or no? It, they're making it sound like he is. He did sign his ELC, but he is he is eligible for San Diego though, so we'll see. Oh. I don't know. They they interviewed him as well, or Derek talked to him as well, and he said that Cronin's had a uh, big emphasis on being physically fit, and he's worked a lot on that, and gotten stronger. So. I don't know. I feel like he's a sleeper candidate to make the team and, and stick around a little bit longer. I'll say uh, Jacob Perot sticks around bottom six and gives us like 12 to 15 goals this year. That is a hot take. That's a hot take. <laughs> yeah. Chris shooting himself Chris in the foot Chris early. Shooting for the moon. <laughs> 
we'll have to go back and see what our hot takes were from last year because I know we had Jesus. some like really, Jesus. really out there ones that yeah. were like, Yeah, Klingberg's gonna be a Norris candidate this year. <laughs> I say I, I say we don't do that. Yeah, we don't have to do that. <laughs> no. Don't want to pull up the receipts. Nah. Have we learned nothing? <laughs> well, we waited to do this one until you came back, Connor. I know you said you wanted to answer this one. But if you're doing fantasy football year this year, what is your team name and what is your best player? This was from oh, Faith. Yeah. I gotta pull up my fantasy football team. <laughs> I don't think I can say my team. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I know what it is. Uh, I'm not gonna say it though. If you're in my Twitter circle, you know what my team name is, so I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> it's um I think Margot Robbie's hot. I'll leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> and valid but yeah i wouldn't expand further than that yeah i don't think i'm gonna put that out on air but if you really want to know i'll dm you on twitter i guess let me know whatever not putting that on the air (laughs) mine's boring mine's just midway monsters and my best player is probably josh allen easily i got josh allen and derrick henry but derrick henry lost me this lost me this week because he only got me like two goddamn points I mean, I can I can say the names of like my other two leagues because those are fine. Uh, one of my leagues, Justin Herbert, is my quarterback, so my team name is Rainbow Herbert. Nice. And then, in another league, I have Christian McCaffrey, so my team name is Run CMC. Okay. Nice. Who would you say is your best player? Like, it just be from any of the teams. You don't have to. Oh, pick from well, all of them. Well, I had the number one pick in in that Justin Herbert league, so Justin Jefferson. Nice. Who was your? You said yours was Allen. Josh Allen, yeah. Kind of glad I didn't do football again this year because I mean the last two years I came close in the playoffs, but like my my I, team's severely under underperforming. <laughs> the Swamp City Swamp Butts. I don't think it would have allowed me to put the swamp asses. So I yeah, probably so they're the swamp butts. The swamp butts. <laughs> yeah. ESPN swamp censored butts. the word puka because people are trying to make like hookah puns with it. Oh. One of my teammates, oh. I tried to make it pass me the puka and it said I couldn't do it. So I was Jesus. like, fuck. I'm like, that's stupid. Like, what's wrong with a hookah? Like, Jesus. <laughs> Can't have smoking on ESPN. Bastard guys. Our next one comes from Jay Money, and this is uh, in reference to what happened at the end of the Ducks game last night. But why is Kalorn so dirty? LOL. <laughs> hey, it is just sandpaper. Yeah, le- you know, leadership qualities this team needs. He learned from the best in Tampa Bay. You know, Kucherov hacking at kneecaps. Yeah, and ankles. Just, you know, it's just it's just instinct. He's just that guy. It wasn't dirty. Don't uh, don't elbow guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. Simple was, as that. It was funny the uh, the, the meme I posted last night of SpongeBob and Patrick with the casket. Um, oh God! Yeah. It, it brought Get in. It, it brought a uh, lone Coyotes fan into my mentions this morning. Like a and he was like, that didn't happen when uh, Terry's face got caved in. Jesus Christ. 
But, you know, he kind of looks like an idiot because he said last year and it was two years ago. But uh, yeah, he's not very smart. I don't know. If this is his Stanley Cup, I'll just let him have it. Yeah. I mean, was that really two years ago? Yeah. It was still like the COVID restriction year because I was, I remember being at the game and it was very, very odd. Hmm. I did. I shout out whoever uh, NHL Cooley is on Twitter because they kind of shot it down and was just like, it made us look even more brutal. We're a very terrible fan base. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, put him in his place. Yeah. They feel like seat. They didn't feel like arguing with a dumbass today. Take was a in, seat. enjoying the penguin exhibit at the time. So <laughs> <laughs> screw this guy. I'm with penguins. Okay, our next one comes from Spencer. And you know, in the in the vein of just everything going off the rails, would you guys contemplate the idea of a Rasmus Dolan trade to Anaheim for both Zegers and Drysdale? I think if you're Buffalo, you do that. But I think if you're Anaheim, you say no. Yeah, yeah. I, I I wouldn't do that. No thanks. And not not a knock on Dolan, but not at all, not at no, all. He's elite. I just don't think the Ducks are in a position to to do something like that. Well, and especially after his extension too, it's a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> there is a lot of money. Okay, we got one more before our squeak of the week. Okay. All right. I know we've answered one similar before, um, but Kate asks us again, what is your preferred relocation destination if there was another expansion? Uh, ooh. It's got to be Midwest for me. It's either another Texas team or you you branch out and go like Kansas City or a place like that. Shout out to Kate, by the way. I'd say KC. Yeah. KC. Underrated sports town, I think. I got... Spent some time in college there, so I, I'd say I'd say Casey. I think I think they could support it. I mean, they have a nice arena there downtown. That's already they play college. Uh, they play college tournaments there. So I, I I went to a college hockey game there actually. So that was cool. But um, yeah, I got yeah. So I'd say Casey probably. Casey or you must love that Kansas City's in the news. Blue. Um. Let's like not a, even. Let's not even talk about that, dude. That annoys me to no end. That's gonna say it's a double whammy for you. <laughs> literally, it's literally lose worst nightmare. It's my <laughs> personal hell. If there, if there was a, 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 like, if you had to paint a picture of the worst celebrity couple for Lou, it would be that. It's that, and it happened. <laughs> That's so crazy, though. Seriously. Now we just need Drake to do something crazy. No, we shut up. <laughs> nope. Okay, nope. our last one. Last one comes from our good power, our, our our pal Ryan. Our squeak oh, wait. of the week. I forgot to answer. Sorry, really quick. Salt oh. Lake City. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I'll go Salt Lake City too. Oh, I got a I got a good one for Ryan's. Okay. Shoot so week. he starts with, "Oh my God, it's horrible." Horror and cringe at every turn. I cannot fathom. Surely I am speaking of the nightmare that is dot 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 soda. What are some of the worst branding logo downgrades in the chat's opinion? He goes minus the ducks since Anaheim always ugly. Um. Oh, so bring back yellow Wendy's. Oh yeah, yellow Wendy's. 
Yeah. Yellow. Yeah. That or retro Taco Bell. I was literally about to say Taco yeah, Bell. Yeah. yeah, retro Taco Bell is a vibe. Yeah. Did you see the that rebrand for Coke? No. Yeah, is I that think, real? I think that's what he's referencing. Oh yeah. Is that real? They, they change. I don't know if it's real, but there's rumors going around that they're changing just to a basic like standard font logo instead of like oh, okay. early and it looks stupid but i don't know if that's actually real but. i know pepsi pepsi just did something yeah pepsi like, i thought the pepsi rebrand actually looked fine yeah it looks it's, all right. it's, it's fine it's up a little bit we're talking sports teams as well i will say two miami teams um need to figure it out the dolphins and the marlins Yes, the yeah, fucking Marlins. Marlins. Yeah, I was going to say the Marlins. Yeah, definitely yeah. the Marlins. I got, I got no problem with the Dolphins look. I've always loved those colors. I mean, granted, yeah, like it's not the same colors as back in the day, but I think I've always really liked the Dolphins look. I don't mind the, the colors. I don't like the, the new logo. I like the old uh, yeah. one better. The the current colors are awesome. I have no problem there. It's but it's the, logo. the logo. The logo's not terrible, but at the same time, I just, I like the other one. Like, how can you get rid of a Dolphin actually wearing a football helmet? It's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, Marlins, come on. Uh, Diamondbacks are up yep. there. Diamondbacks need to go back to the purple. Yes, they do. Um, I absolutely hated the snakeskin look. <laughs> I still remember when they were revealing that. Like, it was huge. Like, it was a big deal all over the city. Like, in every single mall, they had, like, a thing that was like, oh, this is, you know, make sure you're at this mall at this time where we're going to reveal these awesome uniforms. And like you couldn't get away from it, and then it happened, and it's like, wow, those suck. Like that is like the worst. That's horrible. Like all that hype for snakeskin. Hey, and Archie Bradley had the moment in him. He shit his pants. Like <laughs> just the just the perfect analogy for what those uniforms were going from just such nice ones to whatever the fuck that was. Yeah. I feel like the Nationals were in that camp too when they first became the Nationals. Mm-hmm. Those original Nationals jerseys were rough. Yeah, yeah, I actually have one, but yeah, they were they were pretty rough. A lot of gold. I feel like there's a lot of baseball ones you could say. Mm-hmm. I absolutely hate the Angels just because of how basic it is, <laughs> but it's also just for a you know the well, fan in the, me. Well, I hate the Angels for a lot of reasons. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, but that's also just because I, I I want them to go back. I miss the days of like the vest jerseys with the undershirts underneath, mm, where like yeah. they wore like the red Under Armour and just like the vest uniform. I'll actually Those... throw, I'll throw an NBA team out of the bus too. We'll go with the Memphis Grizzlies because uh, the old Grizzlies when they first moved to Memphis and then the Vancouver logo, beautiful, absolutely yeah. awesome. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the Warriors. Once, you're not a Warriors like the, fan anymore. Yeah. Oh, no, man. I said I don't like the the, the Bay Bridge logo. Yeah, I got. You. I like the the old one better. I don't like the Astros. I like I like the brick red Astro look with the yeah. Pinstripes. But I feel like I feel like a lot of the cities like like the Astros, the Warriors, like they win in those uniforms yeah and it's hard to switch that branding when your team's successful yeah. in it like the ducks currently yeah be- because uh finishing second to last just really instills great <laughs> memories <laughs> apparently the kings are using the crown logo a lot now 
like they're going to be using that going forward. Yeah. As Any, they should. Anything but the home plate. Yeah. Yeah. The same um, baseball boy. They went back to the Chevy logo. I wouldn't hate it, but I also kind of feel like at that point you also have to change the Reigns branding because that's what they use. Like, yeah. Bring back the crown, damn it. But yeah, that was that's a good squeak. Good squeak of the week. I can't think of any others actually. So I yeah, can, I like the shark's new center ice logo. I thought it looked really good the other day. The fin? Yeah, yeah the fin. Not bad. Hey, you gotta do something if you're gonna be that shitty. Yeah. <laughs> just shot across the bow just for no reason because we're gonna be just as bad, most likely. Yeah. Well, if we don't have any more questions in the Twitch chat, you can send them now. We'll hang on for a minute or two while we close out here. Didn't we have an another question? Did I don't we? think so. I don't think so. Was there like a food question or something? No, not to my knowledge. No. Did you get uh, one personally? Uh, locked on Anaheim's. Oh, right. oh, that one. Where Where are your go to spots in Orange County for El Pastor tacos? Oh yeah, I can't. Um, that. I have no idea. Tacos Los Cholos in Anaheim. <laughs> That's my vote. I haven't had much Mexican since I moved out here. We went to a place today over by Wild Goose. It was pretty good. Someone tweeted on the pod account the other day that El Pastor tacos are just fine. You know, oh, yeah, so- someone just tweeted yeah, that. Yeah, somebody, somebody mm-hmm. did. I, um, but I agree. They're just fine. Must Nothing have been spectacular. Elon. Elon's People got upset that. about over that. They sure did. I, I saw why. all of it. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I put us back in the good graces of the people posting burrito content the last two days. Yeah. Hey, did you know NSYNC's back? All sure right. are. Oh, no, uh, I, I, I sang a Backstreet Boys song there. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to end. Yeah. yeah. But yeah you want to take so, us out, Chris? Yeah, so that's it for this week. Thanks, uh, as always, for listening. And if you stuck around all the way to the end, we appreciate you. If you don't mind, wherever you're listening, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, leave us a rating review uh helps the show a lot and we we definitely appreciate it we'd love to see to get we would love to see more reviews um definitely more ratings to kind of bump our show there um but yeah make sure you're following us on all of our social media we have a lot of it um we do yeah at late arrivals pod everywhere literally everywhere we keep it simple um twitter instagram tiktok we have blue sky now. Um, we're still oh, on threads. We? Yeah, we have blue sky. Yeah, you followed it. Did I? <laughs> um, Dude, I don't we remember. Have, we have threads. We have threads still. Um, when did I follow it? A while ago. Uh, follow us on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, at Late Arrivals Pod. Also follow the Inside the Rink YouTube. Follow Inside the Rink everywhere you follow Late Arrivals Pod, so you can keep up to date with not only us but everybody in the network especially our wonderful writers um if you're in any ducks facebook groups i post our articles in there too so you might see us in there as well um but yeah make sure you're following us on twitch 
you can now buy us. I I started a new thing where you could buy us a cup of coffee now. Where if you don't, if you're not down for merch, I know sometimes merch can be a little expensive. Um, you might not like it, which is fine. It's not for everyone. Um, if you don't want to buy a Twitch subscription, um, we understand a lot of that stuff. You know, it can kind of be expensive over time, and you know, it's not cheap to survive out here. But uh, if you still want to support the show without doing any of that, you can buy us a cup of coffee. Um, and it's just a simple donation. Um, you can literally do like a $5 donation or something. Um, if you visit our, um, it's just buymeacoffee.com slash late arrivals pod and you'll find it there. You can buy us like one cup of coffee, three, five, as many as you want. Um, you leave a comment re- too. Yeah, you can leave a comment. Um, it's just an, an, another way for you to support the show without, you know, needing to buy merch or anything like that. So we definitely appreciate it if you, Check that out and uh, maybe make a donation. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I covered all the bases there. Oh. Just drop in every link possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so many things. But yeah, well, that, that should do it. Uh, see you next week. Yeah. See, see. Later. Bye. Bye. You can follow Late Arrivals on both Twitter and Instagram at Late Arrivals Pod. If you feel so inclined, leaving a review and rating wherever you get your podcasts is a great way to show your support and is much appreciated. Take care.